This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. What's New 24 kicked off the brand new year with a brand new album from James Blunt. We had the panel, Emily Peacock joined us once again. We had Mikey Reed and also drummer Eddie Parsons. And we were kind of divided on this one. There were some great comments, but have a listen and let us know what you think on the brand new album of James Blunt. And do listen to us, of course, on the night shift every weeknight, 8 through 10, here on Dubai Eye 103. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Now, it's a great pleasure to welcome back our panel for the first time this year. And uh, tonight, our panel consists of Eddie Parsons, who's back from skiing. Not a bruise, not uninjured. A broken anything, totally uninjured. Uninjured. Uh, welcome back, Eddie. Nice to see you. Good evening, everybody. Thank you, Mark. And it's lovely to be back with these wonderful panellists. Yeah, I know it's great. This panel. evening, great panel. Emily Peacock, who's got what? What a jacket! You, you, yeah, it's it looks like it should belong to Macklemore. Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to try it on after Mark. Yeah, he has jackets like that. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks. Yeah, did you have a good here. New Year? Was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was yeah. really good. Absolutely swinging, good stuff. And Mikey Reed is back with us. Uh, hardworking musician. <laughs> I try my best. What was it? What's your record? Four in a day? I four did, gigs uh, in a day? Eight, eight, eight in 50 hours. <laughs> which was four, four on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then I think it was Christmas Eve on Monday. It was pretty hard. Yeah, I saw one of them where you were just getting home. Where, uh, you, you, it was a video of you just get, pulling into the parking lot, and that's it for another day. <laughs> did your voice yeah. hang out? Did it hold out, sorry, for that? Like, yeah. Just about. Just about. Wow. Just about. And what was the record for how many times you sang Jingle Bells in one day? I, I think it was 12. It was the same day, 12, 12 in one day. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, guys, great to see you all. A um, couple of things I just want to run past you. David Bowie, the city of Paris, has named a street after him, and it's called Rue David Bowie. Uh, can anybody do a French accent around here? <laughs> Does your dog that? That'll do. Can you say Rue David Bowie? Rue David Bowie. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Officially inaugurated yesterday in the capital. Would it, would it be in the Montmartre district? It's in the chance? 13th district on the left bank of the city. Oh, okay. So the reason I be. say that because yeah. uh, that, that is the bohemian yeah. uh, part of uh, right, Paris. So it fit so right in there. And um, I actually lived there for a Did little you? while. Yeah, 1978. Oh. Right, so you were a bohemian. I was there for, a, for a year, yes. I was in a, a band called Clean Heels. And they were very much, yeah, English English band from London, and they were like a sort of a, 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 a dire straits type outfit. But we, okay. we we yeah we sang in French yeah, yeah oh, well, nice. I didn't do this singer did but yeah and and since the accent and it was in um <laughs> in, in Montmartre is where we where we lived and hung out and it was very bohemian it was where Jim Morrison lived and died as well oh. so knowing Bowie I thought it might have been yeah there. probably mm. is and just one other story Elvis Evolution. The first ever Elvis hologram show is going to premiere in London this November. This is on the back of the success of ABBA, of course. You know, and hol- Kiss. hologram shows. Kiss are at it as well. What do we think? Would you go? Um, would I go? Probably not to this particular one, but I would mm. go to a hologram show. Yeah. Who would you like to see in a yeah. hologram show? Uh, who would I like? I don't yeah. know who I'd like. Oh, Whitney Houston. Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Great, great call. I'm surprised that um, Taylor hasn't done one. Taylor Swift. Oh, mate, Taylor Swift. Yeah, there'll be one on the way, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Elvis, uh, AI? For sure. sure? I, I, Elvis, I think, yeah, because it's 
I guess it's the only way you can get a chance to see the retro acts that aren't going anymore. I mean, ABBA was the one that pioneered it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't toured since 82 or 83, I think they broke up. They're never going to now because they're, they're too old to do it, but they want people to still love the music. So it's mm, the only yeah. way to go about doing it. And now we've got the technology to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you'll probably see, uh, I think the Beatles will probably do yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, Elton John will probably do yeah. what and why not. Sky's the limit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then, okay, so that's our stories. Who We Used To Be is the seventh studio album from James Blunt. It was released towards the end of last year. Um, Atlantic Records is the label. James Blunt, you know, ex-squaddy, wasn't he, in the army? Any yeah. any fans of James I Blunt and James, his writing? Yeah, I think James Blunt is a really spectacular songwriter, yeah. to be fair. Even if his songs, you know, make everybody cry. Um, they're very cathartic. Mm. Um very good songwriter. I mean, I didn't know he had seven studio albums because clearly he's not been at the top of the charts. No. He's not been in our faces. No. Um, but yeah, that's a steady career, isn't it? After, it is. And a big uh, turnaround from six years in the army and then suddenly he's, a, you know, topping the charts with his first album. What was it? Yeah, beautiful. You're, You're beautiful. beautiful. That beautiful. was his big one, wasn't it? Yeah. Goodbye, my lover, were the first, I think the singles off the first album. Mm-hmm. So Long Jimmy as well. That was a good one. It was a great first album. I haven't heard anything of him since. <laughs> Eddie, did you did he cross your path much? I was never a fan, and I'm aware of the early hits that Mikey was just talking about, and I even got some information off air from Emily of, of his early years when he was a squaddy, or mm, was he, yeah. he drove a tank or something, but um, interesting. But I thought that he had actually knocked it on the head ages ago. I was unaware and surprised that he'd done seven albums. Mm. Um, Here he is just talking about uh, a little bit about this uh, new album, Who We Used To Be. I think what's been really interesting about this album is it's been really easy to write, really easy to record, because I've had a lot going on and loads of inspiration. And, and that's going to happen. You know, I ha- I'm on a record deal with Atlantic Records and, uh, and it's a really great relationship. They say every three years after my world tour finishes normally, they say, come on, James, get back in the studio and I'm pressured to make an album. And if I don't have much going on in my life, there's, there's a harder writing process, uh, trying to pluck things out of the air and be inspired by, you know, th- things you can see on TV or in the news rather than necessarily things that really mean something to you. And this time round, when they've given me, you know, the knock and said, come on, get into a studio, I, I've had lots going on. Um, and I've just, as I say, I've reached that time in my life where um, I'm not looking out just for myself anymore. I've, I've got married. I've, uh, I've, I've started a family. My parents are, are getting a little older. And so it's my turn to look after them. My position in the world has changed. And that's thrown up a ton of questions and a ton of inspiration. And that's why this album has just come very easily and very quickly. Very inspired. He sounds very posh, doesn't he? Eh? He is. He's very well spoken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he went to a boarding school. He had quite yeah. a, you know. He sounds a like upbringing. a teacher. Yes. Yeah. You'd want to learn from that voice, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a, a song beside you. This is the first single from the album.
the first one then beside you I, I, I have a lot of fun trying to read people's faces as to what the comments might be I'm going to start with Mikey on this one <laughs> I think to the uh, red corner yes go on what do, you, what do you make of that I think it's garbage <laughs> there's no it, it's it's the opening track off a James Blunt record um I mean, it's a change of style, isn't it? For sure. Is it just, just like... Yeah, just say what you mean, mate. Don't be around not, the bush. It's, it, I mean, this kind of goes for a lot of the tracks on the album that we're going to talk about, but it's a classic example of how influential a producer can be in a record. Because you know James Blunt has sat down with a guitar and he's mm, written this yeah. himself, and he's taken it to a producer who's gone, I've got a great idea, let's put like club drums on it and make a, a, a generic pop hit. It's so forgettable. I mean, it's playing in my ears and I've already forgotten how it goes. I mean, there's literally a line in the song right before the bridge where he sings, is it over yet? And I just wish it was. Like, <laughs> it's just terrible. Yet. All right, Mike. <laughs> Calm down. You can sleep for a bit now. <laughs> Let's go to the blue corner. <laughs> well, you know I love pop music. Yeah. Like, I really do. And the thing is about this song is that it stays in my head. I was singing along. I was dancing along to this. I've listened to it one and a half times before the show and I knew the chorus. And you're right. Like, he obviously is working with different producers. He's working with a producer called Jonathan Coffer who has written for the artists including Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Fall Out Boy, Rita Ora, Alicia Keys, Martin Garrix, oh, wow. Ellie Golding, Bastille, mm. Jess Glynn, you name it. Yeah. All these big pop artists who do have songs with really catchy hooks. It's If I'd heard this and I didn't know it was James Blunt, I would have said it's Maroon 5 from maybe eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like Mike yeah. said previously, it's been you know very much guitar vocal based okay there's, yeah. there's been some you know um, uh, instruments in there but not that dancey beat and it's not typical James Blunt because we're not crying no we're yet. not yet <laughs> Mike is laughing over here what about Eddie the, the thing about his voice is that um, I could never figure out and I still can't figure out is he singing falsetto or does he really sing naturally that that high full range I could never because he's got quite a high range you know mm. And I was ne never sure whether it was falsetto or not. I don't think it is. But, um, yeah, along, I'm kind of leaning towards what Mike said, uh, the mighty Mike. And um, I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite songs of his. And, and I agree also with, with what Emily's saying about the production. It's quite obvious that other people have got hold of it and said, nah. Why don't you do this? Do this, because this is more hip. But that chorus just reminded me of a famous song. That I do, 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 mm. It reminds oh, me of the darts, the, the, when they all sing at the darts. That's a, a real famous song, yeah, and I thought, that's almost identical. Yeah, and then as Mikey said before, it's drive-by by train. When it yeah. starts, it's, like, it's the same. It's, it's almost the same. <laughs> but then sometimes, as we've discussed before, that familiarity is yeah. actually really beneficial thing yeah. for a success of his but song. I think there's a there's a fine line and he may have just stepped a little bit yeah. over that. <laughs> right. I, I think it's worth pointing out as well that um, obviously right now we know that records aren't selling this barely made number 22 in the UK singles chart for an artist that everyone knows and loves 
couldn't even break the top ten with it. We're not writing him off yet. We're going to give him another chance. That's uh, James Bunt, his uh, seventh studio album, Who We Used To Be. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back and a nice lively panel we have, let me tell you. We've just been chatting there um, during that break. Um, Mikey, you came up with a few things that, you know, you were kind of throwing in about James Blunt and uh, about certainly that first song that we heard. Yeah, I mean, this is what we were just talking about in the break. Um, James Blunt is one of those artists that came out when records, like it was like the music industry's last stand. It was when we had the big indie rock revival with bands like Keen, Maroon 5's first album, which we were just yeah, all of us yeah. sitting here praising. Um, the Killers, like all of those razor-like rock bands coming yeah. through. Yeah. And that was when people were still buying records. Guys who are now my age, like about about to turn 40 or just over. And, you know, maybe the fact that this the, the first three singles from this, actually the we'll get to the song in a little bit that actually did have chart success, but the first two that we're going to talk about, one of them didn't chart, one of them made number 22 because people aren't buying records because they sound too modern. So it doesn't have that... Even but they're the downloading singles, aren't they, and streaming them. Yeah, but I mean, I would listen to this album once and i just flick. I mean, this is also the thing with streaming, that it's not like a CD. When you bought a CD and you had to pay, well, certainly in the UK it was about 10 quid for mm. a CD, you would feel like you were wasting your money if you didn't sit there and play that thing from top to bottom <laughs> at least two or three times. And with with the download now, you can just go, oh, that's what, you pay for your Spotify premium, you, what, yeah. $20 for the year, and you, you you listen to it once. If the intro doesn't catch you, you flick to the next song. Yeah, yeah. yeah very different landscape, isn't it, for music? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to another tune now. Um, here's, James is talking about uh, a song called The Girl That Never Was, and I think it's quite moving. The Girl That Never Was is a really special song for me on this album and, you know, it's about, again, the stage of life that I'm at um, where we've had, as a, uh, my wife and I, aspirations um, and some of those we have achieved and are very grateful for and some of those we haven't. Uh, and while we, are, we celebrate, you know, what we do have, uh, we struggle sometimes with battles that we've lost and this is a song about that. OK, James Blunt, The Girl That Never Was. Darling, I know we talked about it one too many times How there was something missing in our lives A little life So we tried It was more than just a twinkle in your eye But some things you just don't get to decide At least we tried First casualty of life is the plan When I look back I'm not even sure that We were thinking Somewhere she's probably dancing with her blonde hair Falling like ribbons on her shoulders Just like we always saw Say a million words to take away the pain 
What kills me is you're trying to take a blame You're not to blame I'll never say I told you so Sad I thought the worst Try drowning you in happiness I only make it worse We never should have picked a name Cause now she has a face And now no matter what we do No one will take her place Somewhere She's probably dancing with her blood For me, that is more the James Blunt that I know and and love. And uh, lyrics is a big thing for uh, for Emily. I'm going to come to you first on that one, Emily. Yeah, really beautiful song. Uh, very honest, very raw song. Obviously talking about his own experiences and his wife's experience mm, yeah. there. Um, it takes a very brave person to sing, to write and sing a song like that, which is literally, you know... I, I listened to a podcast about James Blunt. Um, well, sorry, a podcast featuring James mm, Blunt talking mm. about this album and his career and everything. And he said, often in life, he doesn't really, he's not very in touch with his own emotions. And then until he really delves in and goes to those places to deal with things. And then that's when the songs come out. And he's like, I just, I write really well about the hardest things. Yeah. And this is a Which perfect is a f- example. Fine example. Of this. Exactly. The Girl That Never Was, Eddie. I was really touched by this one. Um, normally, I, I would listen to melodies and, and everything else, but not lyrics per se. As you say, mm, normally yeah. that's Emily's thing. But I did listen to the lyrics on this, and it's so touching, you know? And um, mm. it's a very emotional song. And as you correctly said, this is closer to the James Blunt that we that we all yeah, that we are familiar with. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a very touching song. Yeah. I mean, like just, just like that, you've got a James Blunt record. Yeah. And it goes to show UK number seven broke the top ten. So really? people wanted James Blunt That's, as, as we knew him. That yeah. is the James Blunt record. Yes. I mean, that is exactly what it is. It's heartbreaking lyrics. It's a beautiful song. I mean, this one, is for me, as a father myself, was especially devastating because mm. I actually listened to this one four times because it was that beautiful and I wanted to make sure I had the right context before I came and talked about it. Um, and it is just organic instruments. It is musically well crafted. It's not been messed with too much because I think in this one they wanted to let the message of the song come across a lot more than some of the other stuff. Song speaks for itself. On. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's up there with shit, Mr. Sheeran, I think. Is that, that it could almost be on an I Ed agree. album? Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love that one. Um, let's go for another. Saving a life. I was in the life, but, but you wouldn't get in. I threw you a lifeline, but you wanted to swim. Oh. You wanted to swim I was in the life but you were lost in the waves Hard to understand why you don't want to be saved No You don't want to be saved Don't you know the sharks out there I'm not afraid to say I'm scared No matter how hard I row You're drifting away you just keep swimming Why won't you give me a fly Let me throw you a rope I'm not saving a soul I'm just 
ocean between Oh There's an ocean between Don't you know the sharks out there I'm not afraid to say I'm scared No matter how hard I row You're drifting away You just keep swimming All right, James Blunt there, saving a life. It toddles along and then suddenly it comes in with a big bashing bit, which, Emily, <laughs> um, you kind of likened it to a rather famous band. Eddie, let's say it on three. One, two, three. Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Because <laughs> we did that. Yeah. <laughs> we literally took our it was headphones off Dragons, and we said it exactly it? the same time. Absolutely. If you separate the verse of this song and the chorus, I feel like you've got two different songs mm, yeah. the chorus is Imagine Dragons reimagined reimagined dragons have we got another producer maybe on this one that's saying oh, why I don't think we do a so. bit of that and I can see why they did that because there's a lot of bands being influenced by Imagine Dragons like there's a band called Oh The Larceny it's Bishop Briggs there's a lot of people that are kind of in that alt indie kind of yeah. rock scene doing it um, and it's popular mm. but yeah if you separate if, this song could have a completely different chorus to make it more James <laughs> Blunt it's right. uh, interesting. It's very interesting. Go on then, Eddie. You, you, I, uh, well, I agree. And it, it, it's, it's not only um, uh, the alternative uh, genre that are, are taking the Imagine Dragons uh, no. uh, influence. Even like a Bullet for My Valentine, they're even, they've even gone that way now. Yeah. And uh, great for Imagine Dragons. It's uh, putting them on a high pedestal, yeah, and rightly yeah. so. But back to James Blunt. Uh, I thought the verse was nice, but then as we've all been saying, as soon as the chorus came in, it was just like, oh, turn it in. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it out. Leave, Leave it out. Leave it out. <laughs> what, what are we making? The less Mikey? said from me about this song is the better. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd forgotten it by the time I got to the chorus, and then the chorus came in, and it's like, oh, it's Imagine Dragons. Next. All right. <laughs> Next is coming right after the break. <laughs> This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. My producer over there, Jensi, went along to see him when he came to Dubai, said, absolutely brilliant live, great show, and absolutely loved all of the songs. And you said he's got quite a um, sense of humour, Mike. He does. He's hilarious if you've ever seen an interview with him. Uh, I mean, the one such instances he posted on New Year's Eve 2020, which we all know was a rubbish year. Uh, New Year's Eve, he said, you all thought 2020 was bad. I've got an album coming out in 2021, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was a joke. But after listening to this album, maybe he wasn't joking so much. <laughs> Let's get another song in. Some kind of beautiful from James Blunt's new album. It's the end of the Oh 
Yeah, so there we go. Some kind of beautiful. Another tune with that kind of uh, dance beat behind it that just, as soon as I hear it... <laughs> turns me right off does that um sounds like modern talking back in the 80s <laughs> and brother louis to me um james blunt um, some kind of beautiful what do you what do you think emily a uh, pretty super generic kind of dancey poppy song um it was me and mikey this time we took our headphones off and went titanium at the same time because <laughs> it's like that yeah. intro um that kind of arpeggiator is very much like Every yeah, kind it's, of because there's titanium. one great song on there that we all loved. Uh, it's uh, that that one's not too yeah, it's memorable. Right. No. I was singing along to the chorus. I remembered the chorus hook, but it's mm. not that memorable. We were talking uh, earlier about the Rick Astley album that we we reviewed a little mm. while yeah, back, yeah. and how we were all waiting for that iconic Rick Astley sound that didn't voice. really yeah, didn't happen come. because he's trying to change and whatever. I think we're all doing the same with this album, but this track, as soon as I heard that guitar, it just reminded me of a version of um, Every Breath You Take. That It's not exactly the same, but it's that feel. And uh, <sighs> yeah, no, it's, it's forgettable. It's, yeah, it's, it's a pop song, but with James Blunt on top of it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you want a bit more depth and a bit more meaning with James Blunt, I think, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, you know what, like Emily was just saying, this one is titanium in the intro and it's bad habits in the chorus. You know, it's... it's a Would it make a good live track? Possibly. Possible single? I don't know if it's going to sell. Is it good for radio play or for, for clubs? You know, is it... A f if you put it on in the car, if you're driving down Shakeside Road and this comes on, do you flick the stereo? Probably not. <laughs> is it a James? See, this is this yeah. is the thing that I have when you when you start to mess around with these artists and you get club producers in, you know, or, or top forty or pop, whatever you call it, producers come in and start. You lose some of the message of the song, and you make it sound a bit too. You take the heart out of the song, mm, mm. and Try that's what a lot of the these emotion. are missing. Yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to keep the artist current by yeah. By, because would would uh, James Blunt fans like this? If 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 you were a, a, a yeah. you mentioned earlier that Jensie went to see yeah, him and she fan. loved all his early songs, she sang along. Would she go and buy this? Message album? me, Jensie. Yes or no? Would for this would album. a James Blunt um, <laughs> yeah, fan go fan like enjoy it. this? Message come in. He has juicy Twitter X tweets. People love him for that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's he hilarious. Is he? Yeah, is he okay? Far more entertaining on Twitter than he is in his album. <laughs> well, Jensie loves this album. Got one more tune. Last dance. A million lonely people, and darling, here we are. There must have been a reason we've come this far. But nothing lasts forever. You blink and then it's gone. If we should be together, what you're waiting for? Don't leave it to the last dance. Good friend 
album on what's new 24 it's james blunt's latest and it's called who we used to be his seventh album last dance the uh, the final track that we've come up with uh, there let's let's go with mikey on that one has that changed your opinions at all no no meh it, it's one great song we heard tonight one great song off the whole album i mean we were just chatting in the break you know james blunt was kind of an artist for the emotional modern man in 2004 in the same way that Adele, you you know, girls feel an Adele song. You know, they've been through the heartbreak. And I think James James Blunt was kind of the same way for the modern guys in like 2005, 2006 when that first album came out. We'd all had our heart broken by bad girls. Really? <laughs> and and I, I feel girls. like, you know, you know, but you know what I mean? Like if they yeah. did this to an Adele album, there'd be uproar about it. And I think it's just because he's kind of... I mean, I've, you know, Emily reminded me in the break of a great song called 1973. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the middle yeah. of his career, I don't know which album that was off, but I'll hold my hands up and say I've not heard anything apart from that song since the first album. So maybe in my own head I've got that context. So I'm, I'm hearing this now for the first time and thinking, well, where's the James Blunt that I remember? And he's just not there. It's the, it's the voice, but everything else about the album just isn't him. Mm. Eddie? Yeah, 73 was a great song, actually. Yeah. Um, Apart from the, the the ballad that we all liked previously, um, this... The Girl uh, That Never Was. Yeah, yeah, apart from that song, I quite like this one. <laughs> so, yeah, this is not bad, this one. I quite like the melody and, um, yeah, not too bad. Better than, uh, than the rest. Yeah. Okay, Emily? Yeah, I've listened to the whole album and um, it really pleasantly surprised me. I was never a big fan of James Blunt, but I, his songs definitely touched me and I thought they were, like, really well written and obviously they... They were re- well received by the nation early, in, like early on in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a perfect pick for the first album for us to review this year because it has divided us, and we've all actually had a proper opinion on it. Um, but I, yeah, I genuinely have enjoyed listening to the whole album in its entirety. Okay. So um, yeah, it won me over. Has it made a playlist yet? Um, Will it? No, I've, no. no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Watch this space. You think you could uh, persuade John to sing one or two of those in the band? I don't think it'd be worth putting it into one of our sets, to be honest. I don't think it would have a place in one of our sets. Yeah, I think, it, as I said earlier, I think it would be, for the James Blunt fan, how they would take this. Would they be expecting or okay with this, or would they want more of what we're familiar, what we're familiar with? with? It feels yeah. like an, an A-side, B-side album. But I yeah. suppose any, any artist <laughs> wants to evolve. They, they, they yeah. want to yeah. do something new, don't they? Any, any artist. Some, mm. some do it better mm. than others. Exactly. So. 
Uh, yeah, an interesting album there. Who We Used To Be, once again, our first album for the year. Emily, what's going on gig-wise? Wednesday, I will be in Blah Blah with the trio outside in the restaurant from nine. Uh, Friday, I'm doing solo in the restaurant from nine till 11 before I join the boys with About Last Night in the tent. Saturday, we've got brunch at Brasserie and Ernst Bavarian in the evening from eight. Lovely. Nice and full. Uh can we just have one gig a day, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Not the four a day. <laughs> uh, Monday, Monday, I'm doing a jazz gig at the Time Out Market oh, with yeah. a brand new band called The Swing Kings. Uh, Wednesday, Saturday brunch. Sunday evening, I'm playing at Mezzanine in the Madanat. Uh, Thursday nights, I'm playing at the Tap House in the three locations around the city. And All right, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop you. We're running out, running out of time. We'll come along and see you, Mikey, and we'll look forward to your James Blunt's impression when, when we do that. <laughs> this is Dubai I 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.